I'm comedian, writer, and filmmaker Chuck Staten from the punk band Senior Discount. And I'm writer and comedian Brad Rohr from the Providence Improv Guild. And this is the Chuck and Brad Podcast. Hello and welcome to episode 445 of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I'm Chuck. I'm Brad. How you doing, Brad? I'm good. How are you? I'm doing pretty good. We're, uh, you know, we have a lot of fun stuff to talk about this week. We haven't really done a traditional podcast in a couple of weeks, right? That's correct. Uh, so we have some uh, fun updates and, uh, and a lot of stuff going on. But you know what? Let's just do it. Uh, what do you got going on, Brad? Give me some Brad updates. This Friday night, I'm at the Providence Improv Guild with my group Just For Tonight. Mm. Uh, showtime is 8 p.m. Tickets are five bucks. You can get more information at Improv pig.com quite possibly my last performance with just for tonight Ooh. before we do the little house team shakeup and i start performing with baby birdmouth in january baby birdmouth yep i like that it was the easiest name an improv group has ever decided on why would so- you say that somebody suggested it and we were all like yeah i guess that's fine and that was it instead of like well i was hoping we could be trunk juice or something <laughs> like that so um i like that yes so it was uh that's that's our name Awesome. Um, in terms of uh, updates for me and updates, more updates for Brad, I guess. Uh, this Sunday, December 22nd, we'll yes. be doing Chuck and Brad's North Pole podcast party. Oh, doggy. Yep, that's right. It's going to be a live comedy show and it's going to be um, at the Galactic Theater in Warren, Rhode Island. And I, I can't wait. I'm very excited. It's going to be myself and Brad, obviously, with comedians Ray Harrington, Brian Bowden, and Liz Monas. Um, I'm going to be on a team with Ray, Brad's going to be on a team with Brian, and Liz is going to be the Christmas judge, and we're basically doing a live podcast episode of competitive Christmas games um, on stage that night. And uh, all I can say is that the stakes are fun, Yes. and the games are going to be really funny, and I can't wait. It's going to be you know mostly like a podcast, like improvisational conversation, but also some pre-written stuff where we said... This game is this thing, and you have to come up with this, and whoever's funnier right. wins. So me and Ray are coming up with stuff. You and Brian are coming up with stuff, and uh, it's going to be super, super funny. If you want to come out, it's in Warren, Rhode Island at the Galactic Theater, Sunday, December 22nd. Doors at 8. No, no. Doors, yeah, doors at 8, show at 9. All info at chuckandbradpodcast.com. And it's going to be awesome. I can't, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm very excited for the show. And it's going to be a little bit less uh, produced and... Um, organized than our normal Christmas shows, which are Chuck and Brad's best Christmas show ever. That's our normal like sketch show we do at Christmas. I think it's going to be more relaxed and kind of more of like a fun atmosphere. Maybe we'll hang out afterwards, right? Yeah. What do you think? Yeah, I hope so. That's what I think it's going to be. It's going to be a great time. So let you know, let me, you know, let your friends know, bring a, bring your grandmother. I think it's going to be no, a lot of fun. No, 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 no. Yeah. I would say don't bring your grandmother. I have a lot of anti-grandmother jokes. <laughs> I, I hope it's just anti-grandmother. Um, but yeah, besides that, with me, new stuff, eh? Um, yeah, have, you been, have you been writing? Because you write for yes, several local magazines. That's true. I do have uh, a couple uh, a couple new articles out um, in Motif Magazine. Um, I have a new article out that's basically a last-minute gift guide for people in, uh, in and around Rhode Island. It's a lot of fun. Um, and we talk about a lot of local restaurants and local uh, stores. I talk about a lot of, you know, just ideas I have. Uh, MotifRI.com has... Uh, as the article, um, and I don't even know what it's called. I wonder what the article is called. I, no, that's that's a different one. Uh, no, I didn't say that one about podcasts. I said the one that's about uh, last minute gifts. 
Um, Chuck's beautiful girlfriend Gina is in the background. Yeah, yeah. she's uh, she's she's uh, yeah. So it says uh, it's called "How Many More Shopping Days? Your Guide to Last Minute Shopping for Loved Ones." That's nice. the name of the article. Did you title that article? I don't think I did. But I might have. You never know. I don't. Um, and I came up with another article uh, that's about the best Christmas podcast. I wanted to write this last year, and they let me write it this year. Uh, it's called Do You Hear What I Hear? <laughs> also at MotifRI.com. Did you come up with that title? I did. Okay. Um, and it's the best Christmas podcast. And it includes selections from uh, How Did This Get Made? Their episode about Jingle All the Way is right. awesome. Um, Stuff You Should Know has a ton of great podcasts about Christmas that are informative that I think you would love specifically. I probably. Because yeah. it, be, it will be like... They'll, they'll do an episode that'll be like, what makes um, like a monster toy for a Christmas every year? And they do a history of all the biggest toys and what made them kind of take over the oh, pop culture landscape. Really cool. Yeah. Stuff you should know. Um, uh, as well as, let's see, who else did I, did I put in here? Um, oh, yeah, This American's Life. This American Life's uh, Christmas and Commerce episode is a big one. And then tell them Steve Dave, the podcast that I work for. Um, I think that their podcast Christmas episodes are the best before, you know, I started working for them three years ago, but I started listening to their Christmas podcast in like 2012. Right. And they're just super funny. Um, and I also put our episode in from, uh, with Ray and Derek in my, in my best picks. And that episode actually came out last week on our podcast. Cause right. I thought it was so funny. I'm like, you know what? Let's just put it out as an episode of the Chuck and Brad podcast. I asked Ray if he said it was cool. If he thought it was cool, he said, yes. Um, I asked Brad, you said, yes. I said, let's do it. We're, we're, you know, we're promoting this event with Ray and Brian, who are both in that episode. So, uh, check, you know, with Ray and Derek is Ray Harrington's defunct podcast right. with Derek Furtado. And their Christmas episode is just so funny. I wanted to put it out. So if you well, want to listen to last week's Chuck and Brad episode. It's there. It's, it's there. That's what it is. What's up? Um, well, I was going to say you asked Ray for his permission. You asked me for my permission. Yeah. It's Ray and Derek's podcast. Ah! <laughs> I think if Derek is more of like an indentured servant. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. To whom is he indentured? Right. Oh, okay. So, um, yeah, so that was fun. And I did not I did not put our podcast in this list because I thought that would be a little bit, you know. Yeah, yeah. Conflict of interest Yeah. Uh, but I do think that we do some great Christmas podcasts. Um, and we're going to do one this Sunday. And we're going to do one this Sunday, yeah, live at the Galactic Theater in Warren. So come out. So, yeah, that's what I've been up to. Um, it's hard, too, because I never know when those... Uh, articles come out in uh, the Bay Magazine or, or Providence Monthly, but if I have another one of those, I'll let you know next week, or maybe the week after, I guess, because next week will be the big Christmas episode. Oh yeah, so that's fun. Um, but yeah, and uh, so we got some, so we got some normal topics, some normal Chuck and Brad podcasting coming your way. Um, but before we do that, we got to give a big shout out. We have to big, give a big shout out to Rode Microphones because they sent the Chuck and Brad podcast the new. Roadcaster Pro. It is a pretty sweet little. I don't. I, it's more than a mixing board. It's more than a, a recording device. You know what? How, actually, is, this is a, this is a more appropriate way to say it. We, it. They sent us the Roadcaster Pro. I <laughs> 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 just turn it off. Um, yeah, what it is? That's that's how responsive our studio audience is. When the applause <laughs> sign goes off, they stop. We can do that because of the Roadcaster Pro. You see, what it is, is it's a mixing board, of course, uh, but you it also has uh, basically an input for these, this is like soundboard of right. these physical eight buttons that you can program 16 sounds for and uh, has a Bluetooth in, so you can just connect your phone via Bluetooth. It has a headphone jack in if you want to do an interview on your phone, 
uh, not so, not in Bluetooth. Right. And you can connect a computer to it via USB. But here's the thing. So it, it takes a, a micro SD card. Right. And it's an all-in-one recording device. It's pretty great. So you can just kind of be like, all right, let's do a podcast. And you just have this thing. You plug in. You you know, you know, can call someone on the phone, like I said. You can program your sounds. You can program your intro song, your outro song as a podcaster. And you can just go ahead without any sort of help, like any computer or anything. Right. Um, that's what we did today. We turned this on. We, we programmed our intro song as the main button. And we pressed it. And we started. And we recorded without any sort of post having happened. Um and of course, you can actually use it as a pass-through device as well. So you could take this, take all the capabilities, and you could plug it into a computer, into your, you know, let's say Adobe Audition or whatever right. audio software you use, and you could just have it be a multi-track for that and have this act as a mixing board with all these ins. And it's crazy because I've never had access to, well, I've never, to be honest, I've never had access to a soundboard. Right. So that's been really fun, you know? It's true. And, and you know, like, let's say, let's say I told a joke. <laughs> We'd have that one queued up. <laughs> Let's say I talked about uh, a date I recently went on. I mean, this thing does it all. <laughs> I hate how much fun we've had with just that feature over the past week. Um, all right, I say you went on a date again. I went on a date. <laughs> That's frightening. Well, how about uh, how about? Uh, um, I went on a date and I let her wear my jacket and then I turned around and she was gone. Uh, but then I found my jacket at the local cemetery on a tombstone. <laughs> it is both of those. It is because now I have to get the jacket dry cleaned. But, the, you know, yeah, I think the honestly, it's so it's crazy. So you have the soundboard, which is awesome. Then the Bluetooth thing. I didn't realize this. I was like, oh, yeah, if we do a Skype, a Skype call. Or a regular phone call, we can just use my phone to use the Bluetooth input. Right. But then I realized it works for everything. So you could just use whatever music app you use in your phone, let's say. I don't know. And you could use your you know, your intro music, your outro music. If you have a bunch of songs, you could just go to any one of them and they'll come through the thing. And the great thing is the Rodecaster Pro has four headphone output jacks in the back. Right. So if you're podcasting with up to four people... All of those people can hear all the sound effects, all the music that goes through, everything you put through, an interview, whatever you want to do, they'll all hear that, so it works perfectly. I'm wearing headphones right now. Yeah, and honestly, I think uh, I think I want to get this involved in our Christmas show on Sunday, live on stage for some sound effect stuff. That'd be fun. Wouldn't that be awesome? It would be. But yeah, we, uh, you know, this thing is crazy. It's awesome. We're definitely going to do... <laughs> then I went on a Christmas date. Oh! <laughs> You didn't know about that one, did you? <laughs> well, it's Christmas. It's the time for me. Ah, oh, there we go. That was, that was December 26th. <laughs> Man, I'm doing pretty good with this. So, uh... So dumb. So, um... So, dumb. <laughs> so yeah, this thing is crazy. Um, you know, uh, we'll, I'll be honest, we've been looking for a better way to do interviews and kind of struggling to do phone interviews yeah. if we want to uh, here and there. And this thing completely solves that problem. So I'm really happy with it. I think it's awesome. I, I can't, I can't think road enough. I'm really surprised they wanted to send us one. Yeah. Sent here from Australia. Do you know that? No, they're based in Australia. They sent us this package and it came here immediately. Blimey. Um, but yeah, the, uh, to me, the, the fact that it has the four headphone outputs, you can pause recording too. So like oh, yeah. if we, if we're like, Oh, you know, pizza guy's coming, we don't have to turn it into two things. And, um, bridge it together later it can just be one big recording so 
This thing is an incredible piece of uh, machinery. Um, it does a lot of stuff. It's, it gives you a ton of options, and uh, it's incredible. I just uh, I love it so much, and uh, I can't thank Rode enough. Definitely check it out, the Rodecaster Pro. If you do a podcast, we need a lot of people to hear it, like you know the people that are podcasting while they do it, and you want to do phone interviews, you want to do sound effects, you want to program intro and outro music. This is the way to go. Yeah. You can basically live mix this, um, program your intro and outro music, program, you know, figure out your phone call stuff, mix it as you go and output it to one file and be ready to go as soon as you're done recording. Yeah, that's it. Which is awesome. So thanks again to Rode. This thing is amazing. We'll be using it. Um, and uh, I think I think we will use it Sunday because, it, it, you know, if I can program 16 sound effects, I think that we can figure out a few for the for the games. Sure. You know? Um, yeah. So, uh, so it's going to be fun. Um, and, you know, maybe you'll hear a sound effect or two. Pop up in this episode. Wow. I guess that wasn't a joke. <laughs> I thought it was like, I'm going to say a joke right now, but I didn't. All right. Terrible. So, Just so, terrible. Uh, all right. What do you want to talk about, buddy? Uh, you wanted to tell me about your second of two weekends in a row filming with uh, the gentleman and scoundrels. Oh, boy. From Tell Him Steve Dave. I, I didn't say for you to say scoundrels on the podcast. That was supposed to be behind the scenes talk. No, no, no. You you uh, specifically like that you you sent me a big email where you're like there's such scoundrels. Yeah, you're every right. Every single one of them. That's right, that's right. There we go. Um, that one worked out. Yeah, so. sure. So Yeah, so uh, you know, I've been filming I think I went up I went up on Thanksgiving. I had to drive from Warren, Rhode Island to Red Bank, New Jersey. Right. It's about I think it was about 5 hours that drive. Um we talked about this in the podcast already. Yep. I went up we filmed, I stayed until, it's. I think I you stayed until like late, late Saturday. Saturday. Yep. So um, then like throughout the week, I had to go back. So the following Saturday, I left at like maybe like 5 o'clock, 5 p.m., drove up again. Man, I'll tell you this. So, so you know, I, and I filmed the following weekend as well. So I had six days in between trips. Man, some stuff happened on that trip that was so funny. So... I went to, I was driving there and I was like, I want to get there really fast. You know, I, I basically what I try to do when I go film with Tell Him Steve Dave now is I try to find the most convenient time to drive. Okay. Right. Because I, I would rather just get there really fast. Like, like basically yeah, so, sometimes I leave my house and it says three hours and 54 minutes. That's pretty good. That's really good. Um, but it never actually only takes that long because right. you got to stop to pee. You're going to get a coffee. You're going to get something to eat. Um, you know, whatever's going to happen. So... I uh, I was on my way there and I'm like, ooh, you know what? I'm like, I need cash for this weekend because I just didn't have any cash. And, and um, obviously, like most places, I'll be able to use my credit card. Right. But I just didn't know if I would. If I'd be able to, you know, if I might I might go somewhere. We might be outside. Who knows what goes on? So I go, to, I go, I put in Citizens Bank ATM and I'm in like, you know, Connecticut. Um, and I'm like, there'd probably still be a Citizens Bank ATM around. So I put in... Uh, I put in closest citizens bank in the uh, GPS and it's like the closest citizens bank is, you know, 15 minutes away. So I drive there, go up to the ATM. It's in a super nice place. It's across from a plaza that I think me and you have seen before. If not me and you, me and Gina have definitely seen it. And um, I, I go to the ATM. All the buttons don't work. Like wow. the ATM is just does not work. Isn't that weird? It is weird. Um, and it was the whole, tr the, the, it's funny cause that drive was kind of a bum out cause Gina was supposed to go, my girlfriend, she was supposed to go with me and last minute she's like, you know what? Um, 
I really should be around here. Like I, I didn't see um, my mom on Thanksgiving. I like to hang out with her this weekend. I got stuff to do. And it was fine. I, I wish I knew ahead of time. I'm fine with that. I just yeah. wish I knew right before I left. So I was kind of lonely already. So I go and I, this ATM doesn't work. And I'm like, God damn it. I drove like maybe 15 minutes out of the way. I put in the next one. Takes me further out of the way. That's fine. Whatever. Um, and it was just a, I don't know. It was just a bum out. But, uh, and it's funny because I drove away from the ATM that didn't work. Right. I called Gina. I'm like, this sucks. And I was driving for like a couple minutes. And she's like, did you try to go inside the front and go to the ATM that's like behind the door? And I was like, I've never done that in my life. Wow. I've never went to a, gone to a bank while it's closed, used a credit card to get into the bank and gone to the ATM inside the bank. I've never done that in my life. Huh. Is that weird? Yeah. You know what? No. I, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> maybe it's weird. Yeah. But I drove to this other citizens bank. Yep. They had a nice lights display across the street from it. So I took a picture by myself. Oh, adorable. No, nah, it was sad. Well, that's my life. So <laughs> I think it's adorable. <laughs> I, I would... I would uh, guess that you don't take a lot of pictures by yourself in front of Christmas lights displays. Well, uh, if if I take a picture in front of a Christmas lights display, it's probably by myself. I don't know. It's probably with a group of people. That's, yeah, I mean, you're probably taking the picture. Right, right? maybe. Um, but, uh, yeah, so, I, uh, you know, we filmed... Um, I'm trying to think what we filmed. Oh, yeah, yeah, we filmed uh, a couple things. Obviously, the Christmas special is coming up, so I think it's no secret that Tell Them Steve Dave has filmed their Christmas special by now, especially because it's coming out in a couple of days. Um, and we had a lot of fun with that. Very familial feel to, uh, to everyone getting together for that. Um, and it was funny. So what happened was we had to do something the next day. We had to do like a a film trip. Okay. Um, and I can't say, you know, who was there because it, it gives something away. Um, but I'll say, hello. Yeah. But I'll say that Walt was there. Okay. Um, so what happened was Walt's like, we're going to go on this trip. That's an hour away. And we're going to leave at 830 in the morning. I said, okay, that's fine. And in my head, um, <clears throat> I knew we were going to film that night as well for something completely different that's going to happen in the future. Right. So I'm like, okay, we're going to film something an hour away at 830 in the morning. So let's say, you know, 830, we get there, 930. Let's say we're there for 45 minutes. That brings us to 1015, hour back. Brings us to 1115. I go back to the hotel. It's like 1130, 1145. Okay. Then I don't have to be back at uh, J.M. Silent Bob's Secret Stash where we film until like 5 p.m. So I'm like, all right, if I get back at 11.45, I don't have to be back there until 5 o'clock. I will uh, sleep during the day yep. at the hotel and then I'll drive through the night home. So let's say we film from, you know, I have to be there at 5. We set up. We film from like 6 to like, let's say 10. Okay. At 12 at the latest. Then I'll drive the four and a half hours home. Right. Right. Because late at night, it's going to be a nice, clear drive. Right. Um, So I talked to my hotel day one. I get there on Saturday night. I say, listen, on it's it's Monday is going to be the day that this is happening. I go, hey, on Monday, can I get like super late checkout because I want to come back and sleep? I have to film stuff. I have to film in the morning and I have to film at night. I have to drive through the night back to Rhode Island. Can I come back and sleep during the day? I'll be back here at like 1145. And the girl's like... Well, what time do you want to check out? I said, um, how about, uh, like four? Is that okay? Cause usually I think checkout at the Hilton holiday Inn is like 12. Okay. And I think checkout for like premium or platinum members is like one. Right. And that's what I have because right. I stay there all the time. Yeah. So she's like, Ooh, she's like, how about one thirty? And I was <laughs> like, that sucks. And I was like, um, I'm like, I couldn't get any later than that. She's like, I think we could push it to two. 
I was like, how about four? You know, I said it again. Yeah. And she's like, why don't you talk to me? Talk to whoever's here tomorrow and see if there's anyone staying in that room. Right. I said, okay. That makes sense. Right. So Saturday night, go to sleep. You know, uh, next day, I uh, I talk to them again. And I'm like, hey, like, you know, I asked the same thing. I'm like, oh, can I get late checkout? I want to stay until four. And it's the same girl. I think she didn't know it would be me talking to her again. Right. And she's like, uh, you know, what? I still don't know if anyone's in your room. Can you can you come back? Can you ask me again the day after, to, you know, to next day? Right. So, so like the actual day you'd be. The actual day, yeah. the Monday. So this is Sunday. So Sunday, you know, we go film, whatever. Um, so Monday, um, I get up early and, and, and Walt says, instead of meeting at eight, we're going to meet at nine 30. Okay. So I'm like, okay. So I go to go to the stash before I go. I say, Hey, how about that late checkout? And she's like, Oh, the latest I can do is like two. Right. And I was like, Oh, this sucks. I'm not gonna be able to get that much extra sleep. Right. We'll see what happens. So I leave. Um, and she says to me, if you, you know, if you come back after two, we'll have to charge you for another day, but we're only going to charge you $77 for the day. Okay. I said, okay. So go to the stash. We don't leave until like maybe like 9.50. Right. Um, we drive and it takes almost two hours to get wow, there. Wow. That's not great. Yeah. We film for like, I don't know, maybe an hour and everyone, everyone's like, oh, we're so hungry. And so we're getting something to eat now. Yep. So I call the hotel. I'm like, hey, um, you know, I'm not going to be back by two. Can we please push till four? And they're like, we can give you till three o'clock. And if you don't get hit back by three o'clock to check out. Right. Um, you just have to pay for another night. And I'm realizing I'm not going to get any sleep. Right. Right. I'm not going to get any sleep during the day. Yeah. So we eat. We go back to the store. I go back to my hotel. And um, it's like, basically, we go back to the store and it's like maybe like 2.55. And I still have to drive like 15 to 20 minutes to my hotel. So I call him and I'm like, listen, I'm not going to be back by three. Uh, I guess I have to get another night. And they told me they'd give me a rate of $77. And they said, okay, that's fine. And so I went back to the hotel. I don't think I was able to really fall asleep because I had to be back at the store for five. Right, right. So if I got and back at like 3.15 yeah. and I didn't even, sh- I didn't shower yet. Oh, wow. So I had to shower. Okay. Because I got back to the room at like, I don't know when, like maybe like one and then I had to be at the store or whatever time. Yeah. So, um, I stayed over, but here's the thing. So I, I got my bill from that weekend, which I knew was a certain amount, and I expected it to be $77 higher than yep. that amount, and they didn't charge me anything more than the original amount I was supposed to pay for the first two nights. Oh, that's good. And I'm wondering if it's like I talked to a manager at some point, and that person is like, oh, he has to, he has to pay an extra thing because he didn't get back in time. And then he wasn't the person that talked to me and they charged me an extra thing. And the manager looked at it and said, oh, this poor guy, he stays here all the time. He was just trying to get late checkout. He didn't get back in time when they charged him for the night. Yeah. Here's the thing. It's supposed to be $77. Yep. Okay. That was, I don't know how many weeks ago, maybe two almost. Yep. And uh, they didn't charge me anything. Just got a charge today from Holiday Inn Express. thirty nine seventy six. Huh. Isn't that weird? It is. And so I thought I got away with getting a free night in the hotel. Right. Uh, now half a free night. I don't know what I got. 50%. I will see. Yeah. Is that, is that half of it? Yeah. I mean, it's close to half of it. How close? Like it would be 3850. Ooh, it's pretty close. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I don't know if I got a free night, but, uh, man, oh man, I thought I was going to manipulate <laughs> this situation and get some, uh, some, some sleep that day. And I did not. Um, but yeah, we had a lot of fun. I mean, two weekends in a row, I had a lot of fun. We filmed, uh, Black Friday. I know that's been announced. It's coming out. So if we film that one weekend and something else is coming out in the future, which is a new Frank five thing, that's fine. 
And then also tell them Steve Dave Christmas and then another thing that's coming out in the future. Um, so I had a lot of fun filming those two weekends, but it was tight to do it around Thanksgiving to only have six days between the travel. Right. You know, because it was probably from Thursday to the following Tuesday, they were probably, how many, not the following Tuesday, like two Tuesdays later. Right. It was probably Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. That's six days with the day. Yeah. And another week is like 13 days. So going back and forth twice and being there for probably a total of five or six of those days was just kind of a lot. Yeah. Um, and I'm also kind of, we're filming the Christmas special a lot later than we normally would do this um, just because of people's schedules and stuff like that. Quinn just had throat surgery too. So he had to wait till his throat healed a little bit. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, so uh, so it was, I had a lot of fun though. It was a lot of fun shooting. I love, you know, I realize more and more, the more I do creative stuff, the more I'm like, I think that's what will make my life a happy life yeah is doing that stuff all the time yeah you know what i mean yeah i understand even when we get together to write and we're like laughing and coming up with stuff or even figuring out the games or whatever we're doing i think that's what what will make me happy is if that becomes my career okay and you know i've taken a lot of steps towards that hopefully more uh in the future but um yeah i had a really good couple weekends nice you have i gotta say you have some funny responses to things that are uh I think that I think that you put off a lot of vibes that you don't mean to put off. Do you okay. think that? Probably, yeah. I mean, you always tell me that I'm putting off terrible vibes. You're like, hey, just so you know, you're the worst person to hang out with. Your laugh is weird. <laughs> Did I say that to you? Uh, you're like, oh, everything you say. Are is- you sure that I didn't say your laugh is weird and I was looking at a mirror of myself? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible. You carry that mirror everywhere you go. <laughs> and the laugh. I got to say that. Um. I was going to impress one of the buttons. <laughs> I know you were going to. Well, I can't That's, see. I was waiting for it to happen. I can't see the screen that tells oh, okay. you which button is which right, right. now. It could have been the cricket. I have to go to it first. It. Yeah, I know, I yeah. I get it. That's funny. Uh, yeah, you I, always, did you I always tell you your life was weird? No, you always tell me that I put up weird vibes. You're like, hey, nobody wants to hang out with you. You're like Mr. Rogers, if he were a serial killer. <laughs> did I say nobody wants to hang out with uh, you? Here's this book, Sex Killers. Hold on. It's about you. <laughs> I, did, I did. You get. I <laughs> I did get you that sex killer's you book. You sure did. And it's just, folks, it's just, say, a, it's just a true crime book about, you know, sex killers. I did not say it was about you. <laughs> I did not say it was about you. Um, I didn't say no one wants to hang out with you. you these people, the, me and you know what you're joking about and what yeah. you're not joking about. The yeah. listeners don't know. They think that I made fun of your laugh. Yep. They think I said no one wants to hang out with you. Yep. Take those two things back. All right. I take those things. You did say I was like Mr. Rogers. Yes. Yep. I did get you a book called Sex Killers. Yes. I didn't say it was written about you. Uh, <laughs> subtext. <laughs> Maybe the 2025 version. Yes. <laughs> Whole new chapter. Um, <clears throat> this man sex kill himself. No, it's funny. I think about you and your, and everyone had, must have. Let's let's uh let's use a video game as an analog for this. Ready? All right. Silent scope complete. <laughs> no, let's use like Grand Theft Auto. Okay. Let's say that you're driving in a car with a character. Yep. An NPC. You know what that means? Yes. Non-playable character. Right. Uh, and let's say you just kind of have like they have like stock responses that they cycle through. Yeah. Every one I think has those. Right. Like you know what one of mine is? It's, uh, um, I, it's, I told you that bitch crazy. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, interesting. 
Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Do you do that one? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think you do. I, I, I think I've picked it up from you. I, you yeah. know, I, I'm sure. Well, interesting is, is it, it, it applies to a lot of stuff. Yeah, because a lot of stuff is interesting. But one of the things you do is this. You go like this. You go, okay, like that, right? Yeah, that's... Do you think you, you do that? Yeah, that's that's a, a signal for you to continue talking. Right. But that's, to me, that sounds like... Watch, ready? Watch this. Okay. You, you have to say uh, it after uh, everything I say. Okay. You say the okay thing. Okay, like I that. will. Okay. So I think I'm gonna start a sex cult. Okay, no, that's not good. You ruined my old analogy. Okay, it's, it's like this. It's like no, no. You don't. That's not what you say. All right, you go, well, you well, go, oh, all right. Hang on. You let, go let, let's let's reverse roles. Okay. All right. So I was uh, driving to my favorite ATM factory. Okay. And then I noticed that the ATM factory uh, was was broken down. Okay. Ooh. All right. I get it. I get where you're so, coming from. So 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 watch. I'll do the sex cult thing. Okay. Good. So I think I'm going to start a sex cult. Okay. See, to, to me, that sounds like you're like, oh, I don't like this. It's well, like, I don't or, like or, the or, idea or, of you starting or, a sex cult. Or, or I disagree with this, or I think this is weird. Ooh, I, you know what? I, pro- I probably make the same sound regardless of whether I'm agree. Because if you were like, hey. Uh, I picked up a book. Le- well, no, if you were what like. If I said, uh, yeah. Like, if, if you were like, I've got some interesting theories on the, the Jewish population. <laughs> okay. Population. Well. I don't know what I can say. It's 2019. <laughs> um, but yeah, if someone said like I picked up a book or I started a sex cult, I think you might do the same thing. I might with that sound where it sounds like really disapproving. Oh well, I you know what book it was? <laughs> sex Killers, <laughs> yes. 2025, a virgin. Um, so sometimes I feel like you do that and it sounds uh, disapproval, disapproving. It, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> See, interesting to me is a is a plain uh, canvas. Yeah, that phrase. I, you know, I, I think sometimes I will be talking, and and you know, and I granted, I know you're not paying attention, and you'll just throw an interesting in there, uh, because you'll be doing other things, and I'm like, oh, let me tell you about this thing. Um, sometimes I feel like interesting is also like a. I don't know if I if I have something to say about this. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I see where you're coming from. Uh, like if you're like, you just told me you're like, we had a fire at school today. Yes, we did. It was a really small fire. No one was hurt. It wasn't a big deal, but a bulb in this stairwell got too hot, and I guess that can start a fire. Yes. Interesting. That, ha- that all happened. Yes. To me, that's that's appropriate for okay. interesting because it's like I don't really have. What am I going to say about that? Right. I don't really have any insight. Yeah. You know, I'm not going to be like, actually. I, I told you, you that bulb crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, so I say interesting, I think, with stuff like that. But interesting can kind of cover a lot of stuff. Right. It's also like a, we're one third of a way through a story. Yeah. Like Gina's like, we went to work today and my shoes were missing. I'm like, Interesting. Cause it's like, tell yeah, me yeah. more, tell me more. Right. You want to know? Yeah. Did she? Did she have the shoes when Someone she got the to shoes? work? Right. No one knows. Um, but uh, I think it sounds like disapproval sometimes when you go, okay. And I don't know if it's. I don't know how to respond to that without the word okay. Well, you could say the word okay, but you use it like this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah, it's almost. Well, sounds you know, like, to me, you, that's. You know, that's, it sounds like. Are you sure? To me, are you sure? To me, well, how I mean it, yes, is, uh, and you know, you mentioned that sometimes I give out fives. I'm not how I mean it is. Let's see where this go. This is going. Really? Yeah. So kind of the same thing. Interesting. Let's, let's see what's down this road. Okay. Let's see what's behind this door. Let's see what's. See, the, this uh, is this is interesting because, like, if you say, like, I just said to you the thing about, like, I think it would make like the key to me being happy is doing creative stuff for my life, okay, my career. If you say okay, it's weird. Like this way. If you said interesting right there, 
I would say, why is that interesting? It's almost like you being like, uh, being like, uh, I think my favorite game of the year is Red Dead Redemption 2. And I went, interesting. You'd be like, well, what do you think? You don't think it is? You know what I mean? Like, like, why is that interesting? Well, first of all, it's not my game of the year. If I, if I put it this way, if I said, uh, oh, I think Avengers Endgame was a, was a great movie. And you went, interesting. Doesn't that sound like you don't think that it's a great movie? Yeah, a little bit. I think a lot yeah, of I it. Can, I can hear that. A more, well, hold on. See, another one. I can hear that. What is that supposed to mean? Let's see, like, it I, means I'm agreeing with you without 100% agreeance. I think if someone said to you a thing that you agree with, you would never say that it's interesting that they feel that way. Hmm. Right? I, you know, give, give me a fact that you th- give me a fact I'll, that you agree. I'll say this. It depends on the person. Really? Yeah. Oh, I see. So in other words, if you meet someone who is like uh like a wacko, yes. Like a whack-a-mole. Yep. I'll put it this way. Let's say you meet like uh, a girl who's like 18, super cute, and she's like Oh, where did I meet her? She's like uh, she, uh you know what? She works at Taco Bell. She's super cute. She's like really high. Everyone's trying to date her and stuff like that yeah she uh, and she's like man i put 150 hours into red dead 2 you'd go interesting because that's weird right for her right it's archetype yes to have done that right well i I mean you you know you're not saying taco bell shift work right i feel like when someone says i feel this way and you go okay or interesting that means like i think that's weird right because why would you say something's interesting if 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 (laughs) If if you agree with something, why would you? Why would it ever be interesting to you? You know what I mean? Well, because it's interesting that you feel that way. Uh, is that I, I like I said the girl thing makes sense, hmm. but I don't think that it works for like if I said I'm not going to apologize for being interested in your opinion. <laughs> I'm just saying if I said Endgame is a great movie, it's not interesting that I feel that way. You know I feel that way. There's uh, nothing we, interesting about we, that. We have <laughs> we have beat that yes, dead horse. Yeah, right. Exactly. So anyway, when you say okay like that, it's I think it's just one of your your NPC non playable character responses that is like people's general, all right or uh, oh yeah or oh cool or whatever. It's their it's their normal like yeah keep keep finishing your thought phrases, but it sounds like you're disagreeing when you say that. Well, OBKB. <laughs> you know it's not saying okay. I I now I, I feel the need this. to it's going, find it's going, different. Well, you go like this. You go you furrow your brow and you go. Okay, it's it's the same cadence as like yeah I don't agree with that. It's the same exact uh, feeling as that. But if you like this, like okay, that's I agree with that. Hmm. Right. What about the hmm sound? That sounds like you don't agree. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, that's possible. Right. Uh, just an interesting thing to think about. Uh, do I have any that are are feel like I'm disagreeing? Maybe not because I'm so positive all the time. And uh, if you, dis- I'm not very judgmental about things. I'll say if you disagree. You are not hesitant to voice that disagreement because you are uh, uh, attracted to conflict, and I am averse to. I'm conflict. not attracted to conflict. I don't like conflict. I avoid it at every at all costs. You relish conflict. I, av- I avoid. I I can't tell you how many times I scroll through my Facebook feed and get frustrated at what someone says, and then stop myself from answering and continue to scroll. Every daily it happens. Right. But- Same thing with Reddit. But, all right, well, Reddit is... Uh, you know what he did today with someone put up? That? They put up... Uh, it, someone put up a post that said there are only two genders, and it had a picture of... What's what's the president's wife name? Melania? Melania. And it said female, and then it had a picture of Michelle Obama, and it said male. Hmm. And I clicked in the person's name, okay. and I unfriended him. Yeah. That is conflict-averse. However, conflict in, in the past, you have just... 
dove headfirst. So have you. You have. What do you mean? Once in a while? Here and there? You, you, uh, Once in a blue moon? You are far more likely to dive into a conflict <laughs> online or otherwise. She didn't just say tree zoo. Yes. Bring up uh, an issue I had with a guy because I said, what's an arboretum? Uh, a tree zoo? And he thought it was crazy because animals are in a zoo. You're on my side with that argument, right? I am now, yes. Because, <laughs> you know. Yeah. All right. If I said GameStop, is a, yeah, I don't want to get into this again. Yes. Anyway, Tree Zoo. Um, I mean, I guess so, but I don't challenge people in the way that they feel. If someone's like, I feel like it would make me happy to be a dentist, do you think I would ever argue with them about that? No. No, of course. Well, that's what I was talking about. We right. were just talking about me saying I would. So you don't disagree with that? No. Oh, okay. So you're saying just in general, if I have a disagreement to say, I'm not going to veil it with a with a vague sound. Right. I'm going to talk about it. Yes, that's that's what I was saying. Yes. I see, I see, I see. Interesting. Okay. Um, maybe I don't. I don't know. I honestly, I I think I'm pretty conflict averse now. You don't think that? I think. Yeah. All right. Are you familiar with a, a logarithmic scale mm. where things go up by powers of ten or one hundred? Thank you, Roadcaster Pro, for filling in that silence. Um, I think I am 100 times more conflict averse than you. Yeah, maybe. At least 100. Well, it definitely, it's definitely to your detriment. Yes, yes. You know? Um, so, I mean, maybe that's true, but you're also like, you're not a normal person when it comes to that stuff. Or anything else, apparently. <laughs> a normal person? I'm a sex killer. <laughs> Future sex killer. <laughs> And so he stated the truth that day. <laughs> no, um, sorry. Um, yeah, but I mean, I guess I, because we, we can't use you as the metric is what I'm saying. Right. Right. So I don't know. I don't, I don't think I'm, am I more conflict? Uh, what's the word I'm looking for now? If I'm averse? No, or, if I'm for it. Um, or I'm, I'm, I'm okay I, with you it. You know, I said attracted to conflict. Tolerant. That's, that's probably, yeah, there we conflict go. Conflict tolerant yes. than you. If I'm more conflict tolerant, um, I don't know. I think I'm pretty not conflict. I pre I think I av avoid conflicts as I age because my time <laughs> seems so uh, lessened by the amount of responsibilities I have right. that I don't have time to argue with someone for a lot of different things. Right. But if me and you are driving and we're driving the car for a half an hour, then I might argue with you about a dumb thing because that's funny. About uh, the origin of the Joker, for example. Oh, yeah. Remember that argument we had? I do. <laughs> Your stance was that no one's allowed to say that the Joker had an origin story. I, I think I was uh, referencing an article and you were uh, attacking me viciously <laughs> about statements like the in the article. We were, we were both against each other and you were referencing something and I was attacking. Continue. Yes. yes. <laughs> yep. Well, I wasn't. I, I guess I was. I felt I was saying this movie was good. And somehow that was an attack on your feelings. That was an attack on my, uh, like, my personhood. <laughs> Who I am at my core. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really internalized my feelings about the Joker's origin story and or lack thereof. But let's start where this really starts. So I liked a movie that is very well liked. And let's see, where did the conflict start? What happened after I liked this movie? I said, <laughs> hey, I read this article today that said this. And you're like, you don't deserve to live, Brad. <laughs> Just think of all the sex kills I'm going to save by shoving you out of your own car right now. 
I think your anger had more to do with the fact that you don't like to drive cars. That's possibly correct. Um, yes. No, you said, but then, but it's weird because I felt like I was like, oh, you know, this is how I feel about that article. And then you took on the position of the person in the article. Right. Which is essentially the Joker shouldn't have an origin story. I think so, yes. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah, I... Uh, the argument became you saying... The Joker, like no character can last this long without it. Oh no, I was saying I don't even remember what I was saying. Yeah, it was. I'm it was, glad it's over. I'm glad that discussion is over because I don't like conflict even in that style. Thank you. So Gina, Gina just walked up and pressed an applause button on the Roadcaster Pro. We've been pressing him the whole time. You just can't hear him. Gina's, Gina's been floating around us, but she didn't know that we were pressing him. I guess. Did you know we were pressing him? I heard you referencing it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it was about the fact that like. Uh, you were kind of talking about the fact that the Joker shouldn't have a Georgian story. That's what that's like a cornerstone of his character, right? And that's what part of what makes him good. Um, and people were referencing the fact that if you give him an origin story, it possibly could be bad because people could sympathize with him. Is right. part of it, right? Yeah. Um, and I was saying that with a character that's going to last for seventy years, whatever it is, I don't know how, how long it actually is. Um, I think that especially with the Joker, different versions are necessary for reinvention. Um, different versions are commonplace. There was probably a new version of the Joker Joker 50 years ago. Right. Right. Uh, and I think a lot of the people that you're talking about, their favorite version of the Joker was a version that was not the original Joker. Right. Okay, Gina. All right. See you later, Gina. Bye. Have a good night. Um, and I was saying, you know, so we. Can't, I don't think it's fair to be like, well, now we're going to establish rules that exist on the 40th version of the Joker that existed or whatever it is. Um, and uh, I think in terms of uh, reinvention, I remember one of the arguments was just basically like in terms of reinvention, um, I think you have to be open to variation and changing the character. And you have to look at the fact that the new Joker movie is giving an origin story as just another adaptation of the character and not like the new defining adaptation of the character. It's another story. In 10 years, the Joker movie is the same as Dark Knight, is the same as the Killing Joke graphic novel, is the same as the 1966 Batman version of the Joker. It's just another thing. So I think putting rules that apply across the board would basically kill the idea of reinvention for the character, right? Interesting. <laughs> and 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 it's funny because I know that you actually agree with that. Yeah. But you want to stand up for the article too. Right. So you had a problem with dealing with that. Yeah. Um and with Boston traffic. Yeah, I think that was more of the issue. Because you screamed after that. You remember you had a shrieking fit that night? I do. <laughs> but not about the Joker. Nope. About parking or yes. traffic. Um yeah, so I'll I'll argue about the Joker, but that almost feels like uh I don't know. There's something about, like, if me and you argue about uh, art and writing right. and movies, there's something different about real conflict that has to do with things in your life. You know, like, let's say me and Gina had a fight about what are we going to do uh, on Christmas? What are we going to do right. about Swiss, you know, about her getting spayed, our dog? What are we, you know... Me and my friend have a fight. Christian, me and my cousin Christian have a fight because he owed me money and he said I already paid you and that didn't happen. Right. Those are real conflicts and me and you talking about should the, they be able to write a new story about the Joker, it just feels like it's like a less than. 
right? Yeah, no, do you, do you I, I, agree, I agree. I, I, in, ter- I agree in terms you. of your conflict aversion, do you see it as a less than? I do see it as a less than, but I still don't want to have that. Really? Yeah, I, I, I'm not comfortable I, when people you know around what? me are disagreeing. I don't, know if, I don't know if you want to get into this, but let's. I, I don't. I, I don't want to get into this. Really? No, not at all, because it's conflict. That's funny. No, I was going to say, I think that you're... I'll put it this way. Let's say me and you are going to have to talk about the Joker. Yeah. I think that my level of of uh, of emotional investment and, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for, man? Uh, like my hair rising on my back? What's that called? You know how a cat does that when they're getting into a fight? Uh, yeah, but I, I don't... Okay. You know. Like that's like a three. Hackles. Me and you were gonna talk about the Your Joker. Hackles. Your hackles that's, are raised. That's a three. Okay. I feel like you go to like a ten immediately with everything. You're wrong. Right now. No, this. I mean I mean you're wrong. That's it you made a factually incorrect statement. I and, think and rather than saying interesting or okay, I am I am making a definitive statement. Do you think that right now that just demonstrated what I mean about you being more serious about this stuff than me? No. I, I, oh, I do. I'm I'm very jovial about this, and I think that your level of seriousness and tone got to an uncomfortable point. Right. Well, I think it's shitty when I say no, I don't want to talk about it, and you say okay, and then you plow ahead and talk about it anyway. Do you think that's shitty? Uh, no, I don't think that you should dictate every conversation we have. I think it's a give and take. When have I ever given? <laughs> what, what you mean taken? No. You'd say that you give and I take. No, I say that you give and I take all the time. No, no, that's it's the opposite. No, no, you, I give, you take. That's when someone takes too much. So you would be giving, I'd be taking. No, you're just all right. In any event, <laughs> you know I'm, not, I mean? I'm not actually angry about this. Yeah, I, I feel like I have improved over the time that I've known you about having arguments and like disengaging personally if we disagree about something. Right about Metallica. Right, something like that. Right, that it's not you know, uh, an attack Personal. on my character. Right. Um, but I also feel that, you know, I'm like, Oh, I'm making these improvements. And you're like, by the way, you're still shitty. And that hurts <laughs> my feelings. Why can't, why can't you made fun of my laugh earlier? You made fun of your laugh oh, earlier. You made fun, I made, you said I made fun of your laugh earlier yes. and I made fun of my laugh and I didn't make fun of your laugh. That's correct. Right. Um, I don't think that everything has to be your shitty. I mean, we all have flaws, right? Yes. Can we talk about them? Yeah. yeah I think we can. Even even you're uh, you're like, oh no, you're uh, you know, you tell me I'm, um, you know, I I like to jump into conflict head first. Yes. To me, that's similar to me saying that when you get into a conflict, you get too emotionally invested. I find those things to be similar. Who is? Uh, I I mean, what yeah. do you think about that? I, I, you're 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 correct. But you and you just said that to me, right? And I just said the other thing to you, right? And you think I called you shitty? Do you think you called me shitty? No, because I. Because <laughs> no, what? I don't. Well, then I, why? What's the difference? I I don't know because one is about me, and that's probably why I care more about it. Well, yeah, that's fine. You can care more about it, yeah. but you shouldn't be like when I say a thing about you that's slightly critical. That's okay and acceptable. Oh, if you I say something about me. I, di- I didn't intend it as slightly critical. Oh, is that like an inten- intensely critical? No, yes. I'm just kidding. Yes. Um. Well, that's what I mean. That's what it is. Right. You know. Slightly critical is in, fine. In, in my, I guess what I was going for was like, you know, if there's a problem at Staples, for example. Yes. And they print our order wrong. I'm like, well, I guess we're just going to have flyers that say the <laughs> Chuck and Bread podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yes. you wouldn't stand for it. You know, it's funny. We, I just went to write with Ray uh-huh. at uh, 
Brood Awakenings in Warwick, Rhode Island. Nice. And uh, he ordered an almond croissant. And uh, the girl was like basically having a fight with someone. Oh, okay. Good. Another employee via headset. Ooh. Right? And uh, she was like, I don't give a fuck. Like she was like really like not being a great uh, customer service uh, representative. Yep. And I ordered a, I ordered a sandwich and I ordered a water. So she gives the sandwich order to the people that make the sandwiches. Okay. And uh, we're standing there and I'm waiting for my water. He's waiting for his almond croissant. And like she's just taking other people and she's just like fighting, fighting. And Ray's like, I'm not going to get my almond croissant. And I was like, huh. And he's like, yeah. He's like, look at all these people that are standing around doing nothing. Like she obviously didn't tell anyone to get it. She's preoccupied with this fight. She's not giving it to me. And so in my head, I was like, there's a bunch of ways to handle this. We probably waited there for five minutes. Right. And I just kind of kept looking at the employees in the eyes and just being like nodding a little bit and looking around just, yep. and kind of looking to see if they're doing anything. Right. And a girl said like, um, are you guys waiting for something? And I was like, oh yeah, I'm waiting for an ice water and he's waiting for an almond croissant. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And then the other girl who had now had finished her fight right. and finished taking customers was like, oh yeah, I'm sorry about that. And I was like, oh, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Yeah. And that's how I think I handle customer service stuff most of the time. Hmm. What do you think? I think we had a segment called Chuck's Petty Printouts. That's not customer service. That's individuals. Mm. Wait, wait. Those are people criticizing me, though. I think I think a lot of times this is this is another thing that I think happens with everybody, not just you, everybody. Right. If I have an argument with someone, they think of me as the source of the argument. But if I have an argument with someone where someone is like, listen to me, you piece of shit. I expected you to print out this thing I bought from you on eBay within 24 hours. Right. If that, I get pulled no, into that, right. that's not customer service and someone else is being irrational and I'm responding to that. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't, and I, I think that's no, still, I, I, I agree, but like, it's not know. the same as customer service. Right. But I've also never gotten to a fight on the IMDB message boards. <laughs> well, I told you I don't do that anymore. I know. Um, I just unfriend. It's quicker, easier, yep. painless. Take, take that IMDB. Yeah. I'll never see that guy again. Um, but I think that, I mean, I think the podcast is supposed to be open about, you know, we almost called it warts and all. Remember? Yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> we were going to change our last names to Chuck Wart and Brad. <laughs> and Brad all. <laughs> like, like, uh, like the remote. <laughs> yes. um, but no, I think we could talk about that. I, I do think that conflicts between you and me and probably not a lot of other people, they get more heated because you get mad. Yeah, not me. Right, and I don't get mad. no, no. That's that's one thing I, I <laughs> that's one thing I love arguing with you about. I love about arguing with you is that you're 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 not mad. I, it, I don't in, I don't really care yeah, that much. Like ninety nine percent of the fights we've had, no, like, you aren't angry. No, I'm not mad. I just like to be like, well, don't you think this and don't you think this? And my voice doesn't really get to that serious tone. Right. And I remember our old friend Tom always told me that that was cheating in arguments. Yes. He said yes. that not, you not, not getting, getting mad in argument is cheating. Yes. Um. Yeah, so I feel like our conflicts uh, become con- real conflicts because of that. Because you actually get mad. Yeah, I guess it is all my fault. Though, like you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> I th- well, I think they become like, like I'll put it this way. Let's say we had an argument that was like silly. We- we've had like silly talks about like, like Alvin the Chipmunks. How old are they? And you'll be like, I don't know, ten. And I'll be like, I think Alvin's like thirty-five. And you'll be like, what? And we'll have those like funny jokes. Right, right. And like I'll be stretching to come up with stuff, and it's just funny. Right. I kind of think our Joker talk, it's not exactly the same as that, right. but to me it should have the same levity and I think some rationality mixed right. in, but I think you'll get personally angry about something like that. Um, yeah, it, and, and I'm more likely to bring outside baggage. 
Yeah. yeah. And I think that you might also, one of the things that you do too is you're, you, for some reason you'll take a side and I think you look at, um, backing down from that side as losing. Right. So you'll be like, I read an article where they said the Joker can never have an origin story. And I'm like, I think that the, the world of adaptation demands uh, diversity. And you'll be like, what the? F-? And you'll be yeah. like angry that now yeah. that's like, that's a hard thing to defend against. Yeah. I think you'll become more frustrated. You'll dig in your heels right, so, more. So what do you want me to do? Do you want me to say, okay, or do you want me to <laughs> like take a side? Because uh, it seems I'm getting mixed messages here. I think I think you can take a side. It's funny because you should take a side and then have a rational discussion about it and see if your side changes. Okay. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah, that's that's pretty much right. Um, yeah, because our Joker argument was definitely that. And it's funny because I know that fundamentally, as a person, you think that it's right that it should have variation and adaptations can change and that. Even the people that love the Joker are probably referring to a version that is not the original intention of the character, which kind of proves the rule that he should be able to change. Um, but you didn't want to say that. I knew that. Yeah. You know. So it's interesting. It's a it's a it's a funny it's a funny uh, situation. Yeah. You know. Um, but yeah, I do I do feel like those kind of conflicts become real conflicts because you get really mad. It and it could be about really small stuff. Yeah. And and it's it's I I'd like like I said I'd like I thought I had been getting better but apparently no, see, you what, have see, disabused me of see, that see, notion. What if that happens? What if that happens t- twelve times a year, and ten years ago that happened thirty times a year? Are you getting better? Yes. All right. Then what, what, st- if, if I, I, I feel I feel like I'm still better? failing. I, I like I'm failing you as a friend. No. That's that's that is nah, how what I is, feel what, what, in, what, in this conversation. This what is, that's what how is the uh, what is the burden of uh, perfection to any person? Not you cannot not you. What do you think? Oh, I, I I don't know, but you're like, hey, I'm really dissatisfied with the way you are. Yeah, I didn't say that. Yeah, that was the subtext. Scrawled in the sub the, the, the footnotes of sex no, killers. No, 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 no. I think uh I think, you know, what is what is your level of perfection expectation for somebody else? Oh, for, for some, a random person. For somebody for else anybody. I you know, effort. Effort is what uh, I yeah. want from other people. Sure, sure, sure. Perfection is what I want for myself. Yeah, and it's unreasonable. Oh, yeah. Brain brain knows it's unreasonable. Heart, on the other hand. <laughs> you don't want to know what dick feels like. <laughs> <laughs> he only has one thing on his mind. Uh, <laughs> what? Lunch meat. <laughs> is that the rim shot? No. Nah. Yeah, I got it. Um no, but uh, yeah, you gotta, you gotta. You, what, what are you gonna not have quirks as a human being? Road is going to recall this <laughs> soundboard from us. What are they talking about? They're arguing about arguing. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I, what are you gonna, what are you gonna do? You're not gonna have quirks as a human being? That's correct. Yes, yeah. I'm going to just. <laughs> You're gonna go total robot. Go through, go through as robotically as possible. Um, you know, everyone's gonna have their it's, things. It's it's weird because I feel like with so many other situations. Yeah. I don't. I don't care. I don't care enough to have an argument. That's how I feel about Facebook now. Right. Or I try. But, but I have like, to fight to get there sometimes. That's how I feel I about most arguments. Sure. Um, Especially things that don't and so it's, end up anywhere. Right. And so it's bizarre to me that, that, that I get frustrated with things like the Joker or Ooh. you know whatever movie we're talking about. I got a question. Yes. Do you think it's similar to, to my investment in video games that I don't care and I don't get angry? Yeah, probably. You know, we, when we get when we play games, we I don't get competitive. Yeah, because well, I mean, it's it's nice of you to be a good loser when I just smash you at NFL Blitz over uh, and I don't over know about that. and over again. How's No Mercy? All right, well, No Mercy, you can you yeah, I, I don't I don't think uh, yeah, is, you think it's similar? 
You get uh, yeah, invested in some sort of yeah, it's, uh, it's, side. It's, it's probably similar, uh, like a weird competitive streak. Mm, yeah. Um, Interesting, because because that's another aspect of my personality that's definitely on Front Street is that I just don't get competitive and I don't care. Right. And if I'm playing, uh, you know, if we're playing basketball or we're playing a video game, whatever it is, if I'm doing well and someone's doing poorly, and I'm or I'm doing poorly and someone's doing well, it does not really different to me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Um. So yeah, so that's an interesting thing. Yeah, I think everyone has to have their 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 personal things where they're better and worse at things. And uh, I think a better thing to, for you to work towards than not having that stuff is to just kind of treating yourself with the same understanding that you treat other people. I know. Right? I, 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 the book Blue Like Jazz by Donald Miller, mm -hmm. I, I read it in 2005, 2006, somewhere around there. Yeah. And uh, one of the things he talks about, it's a book, uh, it's, I think, Non-Religious Thoughts on Christian Spirituality. Something like mm -hmm. that is, is the tagline. There's also a movie adaptation. Yes. Which I did not enjoy. Right. Anyway. Yeah. Um, one of the things he talks about is like, hey, the Bible says love your neighbor as yourself. And I, you know, I was really struggling with that. And like my neighbor's gay. So is that God telling me that I'm gay or like what's going on there? And he's like, you know, then I realized the things I say to myself, my internal monologue is, is things I would never say to another person. Right. And, that's what I mean. yeah. uh, and, and that's, you know, the story of my life. Yeah. Um, and, and it's weird because people are like, oh, you know, as, as a gifted child, in the gifted and talented program, right? Like you were told all these things, and now you're still trying to live up to those things, and it, th those things are impossible. But when you're in fourth grade or whatever, like you internalize all this uh, potential, yeah. And uh, then life happens, and you don't live up to that potential, and you feel like, despite things going well, you're a failure, uh, right? Which cause is because it's never going to be perfect, right? Which is, you know, how I feel. Yeah. Uh, a lot of Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's weird. I, I feel like, uh, I don't know. I, I I mean, I think it's it's fair to treat everybody with like, you know, you're going to be a combination of, of uh, organic and inorganic traits that are affected by your upbringing, uh, your instinctual way that you act, you know, where you grew up, the things that happened to you in your life. And everyone's going to have the, you know, the, the shortcomings uh, that are random. Some people are going to be like, I, you know, you probably have the ability to sit down at a spreadsheet for four hours and create exactly what you want to do mm. and be able to see that. And some people lack that focus or lack that ability or lack that skill, you know? Yeah. Um, and you might not be able to, you know, disengage emotionally from a conversation that is mostly frivolous. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you know, and like I said, the thing about like, well, what if you used to do that very often and now you do it once in a while? That's improvement and that's good. But well, I, I think my question is, do I get more heated in the arguments or discussions with you because I care about you? Like, because your opinion matters. I think... And, and there are a lot of people that I deal with, you know, a student or whoever. Oh, it might be. That their opinion... Like, I'm like, oh, you know, we can disagree. That's fine. Well, I'm, if you think... I'm, I'm not going to engage on this That's topic. a funny thing. If, yeah. you th if you see a dumb person say a dumb thing, yeah. are you like, yeah, 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 I get it. Yeah. And then if you hear a smart person say a dumb thing, are you like, what? What are you talking about? How could you feel that way? Right. I mean, politically, that... It's something that probably comes up a lot right now for some people. Um, certainly for me. Yeah. Bizarre stuff I saw this week on, on Facebook in Providence. There was this girl. I'm never gonna I'm not gonna get into names or anything. Um, because I don't know them. Uh but there was a girl and she said that her boyfriend hit her in the face with a bass guitar and she posted pictures of her face all bloody. Do you see this? I, I saw the pictures, yes. And she posted the pictures and it's like this guy, and there's a picture of the guy, and she's like, you know, 
this guy did this to me or, or someone else posted it. I don't know exactly right. what it was. And people were right away being like, well, she must have deserved it, blah, blah, blah. Ugh. And I was like, like, I don't understand the mindset of like, how do you see a negative act and say this must be justified regardless right. of what direction it's in? What is the what is the the instinctual way to to react to that? Like like why would you react to that? What what is in you that makes you see that in that skewed way? Oh, I don't know. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I got really uh, it's weird because I don't know this girl. I don't know the right. guy. I don't know anything about these people. Right. And I got really frustrated reading the comments. Right. Right. And I started writing out my really fucking what the fuck is wrong with you? Yeah. You feel this way? What the fuck? Um. And I deleted it because I'm like, well, I don't know this person. I'm not going to change their mind. This is yelling into the dark. Right. Now someone's going to pull me into a negative thing. I'm taking time out of my life right. to have a random fight with a person I don't know that's not going to change their mind. doesn't make any sense. You know, that girl said she's going to the police and that's what should happen. Yeah. So that guy who feels that way can just shut the fuck up about it. Right. Um, and so can I yeah. in response to him. Right. You know? Um, but uh, yeah, so so that could be part of it. It could, it could be part of it. Um, and it's funny too, because sometimes I think that the passion part of it comes from like a feeling and here, here's one of the things I think happens with you sometimes. I think that you make a decision and then I'm like, well, what about this? And you don't really want to be shaken from the decision. Sometimes it's yeah. just, an, you're like, this is, I, I, you're, I'm annoyed by being, uh, disturbed from uh, standing on this thing. By, by the way, you know what annoys me when you're like, where do you want to go to dinner? I'll go anywhere. And I name a place and you're like, yeah. And I'm like, you just said you'd go anywhere. <laughs> oh, that's not fair. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm not going to drive an hour and a half away. We've got to be reasonable. Um, I'm, I want to eat in Hartford tonight. <laughs> Mia Sushi. Yes. Delicious. It's New Haven. Um, yeah, that's right. But uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think yeah. I, I also think that you might not like my cavalier attitude. I don't. <laughs> I despise it. I'm like, I'm like the Joker deserves whatever origin that the writer comes up with, and you're like, and I'm like, well, of course he does. I don't think you like that. Um, I, I think that's not a great example. No, by it, the way. It, it, it's it's like, you know what I mean. Yeah, yes, I do. Like, how could you feel that way? Right, right. Uh, so I think that that might be part of it. But I think I, I I I've seen you get that way with a bunch of different people about things where I could tell that you are way more invested in a conversation that's an argument, and to them it's not even a big deal. Right, and they don't even recognize that you're mad. I don't know what conversations you're talking about, but I'm sure you will tell me off the air. Sure. You'll, go, you'll check your spreadsheet that you spent four hours on of <laughs> Brad fights. Yeah, I'm not as good at spreadsheets anymore. Um, you're great at spreadsheets. But don't anyway, let anyone tell you otherwise. I'm not. I'm not. I didn't, yeah, I didn't keep my experienced spreadsheet. I usually keep a spreadsheet of the, everything I did throughout the year. Right. Movies, music, books, video games, uh, you know, events, all those things that I did. I didn't keep one this year. You know what? I really slowed down on mine because I started using Goodreads to track my books. That's good. And and so that's, same thing. That's what I have done the most. So I'm I'm not sure what movies I've watched in theaters this I year. I know, I know. I've had a I, hard I time. Don't, I don't really watch movies at home anymore. Yeah. So I, I haven't tracked that. But I think I every, everything is written down somewhere. Yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. a matter of going through and finding it. Yeah. But anyway, be easier on yourself for that stuff. You have to. You have to have flaws. It, it's like, it, what are you gonna do? It's weird because, like, again, I hear it. But, it, you know, it, it's a matter of living it out. Like, like yeah. Our good friends in the band, The Interrupters, have the song Be Easy yeah, on Yourself. on yourself. Because uh, yeah. nobody will be easy on you. And I'm, I'm like, yeah, of course. Thanks, The Interrupters. And uh, well, that's how good friends we are. We, we just call each other band names. Yeah, that's right. Do you, remember, do you remember the running joke where I was dating the Donnas? 
No. We were going to put it in the, or I wanted to put it in the videos. It was, it was started with Tej dating. Our old friend. Yeah. Uh, Arcadia Landing. One of, one yeah, of the yeah, 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 yeah. It was yeah. the idea of somebody dating a band. And I'm like, I want to date the Donnas when we, when we have a TV show. Oh, okay. That's funny. Thank I like you. that. Yeah. But anyway, everyone has to have flaws. What are you going to do? Yeah. Right. Yep. Anyway, I went home to Indiana while you were in uh, New Jersey. That's true. Visited some family. Yep. Not a lot of sleep for me either. Yeah. 3 a.m. Uh, wake up call to get to the airport for 5.30. And, uh, you know, got home. My dad picked me up. He, uh... <laughs> I reached over to get some cookies. <laughs> Brad saw me making noise. I used the applause to cover it up. Yes. Yeah, you know what? Whenever whenever I chew, I'm just going to use a, a different sound effect to, to cover it up. Go ahead, oh, keep talking. Right. So anyway, I went home and I met my dad at the airport, and he, <laughs> yeah. um, my dad, uh, he has built. Uh, I've, I've talked about it on previous episodes where he built like a baseball themed cornhole board or a basketball themed cornhole board or whatever. You think your dad is like the dad from Gremlins? <sighs> <laughs> He builds all these machines. I'm thinking, oh, they're not really machines. <laughs> you build the water slide. Yeah, not a machine. Um, but yeah, he uh, he. So he built a cornhole ski ball board. Yeah, the uh, water the the water slide was a a, a brick have Brad's hip machine. Yes, it it uh, it it bruised my tailbone. <laughs> yep, twisted my pelvis. <laughs> Did not go well for me. Um, so he built a a ski ball thing, or as he calls it, a skittle ball. He he. Cannot he is incapable of of the the syllable ski and ball consecutively. Really? Yeah. Um, mm. And so he built that, and he really wanted to show it to me. And so we we get back to like their house at I don't know probably nine a.m. Central Time. Yeah. And uh, played some cornhole ski ball and skittle ball. Yes. And uh, you know kind of ate at all the same places I I often eat. Yeah. Uh, while I'm home, Shoops hamburgers, Aurelio's pizza, Wagner's ribs. Culver's Burgers. Um, I got to hang out with my buddy Slammer, Jason Slamkowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has the arcade one-up uh, game of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in his oh kitchen. So we played through the original Teenage Mutant Ninja oh, Turtles oh arcade boy. game. So fun. I was, a bitch. I was Donatello. Longest but, reach. Yeah. Slowest character, though. Oh, I didn't know that. I know. I, you know, I saw a thing recently online that was like, you know, here's each of the Ninja Turtles, and they have this, 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 this of, like, positives and negatives. I didn't know they had negatives. Yeah, I didn't Some, someone's faster than somebody else. Huh? I know. Who knew? Um, I always picked Donatello. Yeah, because his stick has a long reach. Yeah. So uh, you know, played some NHL 2002 on his PS2. We are almost to the Stanley Cup in 2007, and uh, you know, just had a really good time hanging out with him. The next day, went down to visit my brother at his place. Uh, hung out with his kids. His kids got me to download Roblox on my phone, and they keep chatting me like hey when are you coming back and that's very heartbreaking to see um, is it yeah it is why and they have uh because they miss me yeah that's fun that's Feel, great well no it's sad because i miss them too yeah uh met my friend dan at a mexican restaurant i'd never been to in munster indiana delicious queso fundido which is i mean it's just cheese and chorizo right but uh it was amazing yeah um you know the entree i didn't love as much but wow. uh, the queso fundido more than made up for it mm-hmm. and uh, it was good to hang out with him and, and catch up and you know talk about some some uh people from our past that had recently reappeared in his life mm. and uh like ghosts i don't think she's a ghost but uh there we go <laughs> 
<laughs> I wish you had gotten it the first try instead of accidentally pressing the, the heaven button. Yeah, oh, no. she could be an angel. Oh, yeah, she could. Yeah, she could one of the two. Or the devil. <laughs> <laughs> That's the closest we got, folks. <laughs> By the way, in, in uh, you know, hundreds of years ago, the devil was uh, like a kind of a, a slapsticky character like that. Uh, not a joke. That it was more like, not a trickster, but, you know, kind of a goof. Really? And, yeah. Oh, I like this guy. Right, yeah. Uh, and maybe that's why they changed him to be like, you know, evil incarnate. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, hung out with Dan. That was good. And then yeah. uh, my mom went, she flew out to California. My sister and her family will be moving to Phoenix next year. So, wow, Arizona, uh, yeah. So, my mom went out there to like help meet the realtor. And, and so, they're in California like right now, and they're so they're gonna be close to your parents or further away. Uh, you know, it's still, still a pretty still, still a plane flight, yeah. So. But I think there's a direct flight from O'Hare to Phoenix, mm. um, so that'll be a little easier for them, yeah. Um, and so yeah, so my mom went out there, and then my dad and I just hung out all day. We went to Harold's Chicken in Dyer, Indiana. You have some funny places. Thank you. Well, I mean, Boz's hot dogs, Boz's, yeah. Harold's chicken, yep. Shoop's hamburgers. Yep. That sounds like a place that you made up for a story. That's not correct. It sounds like it. I uh No, it's 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 real. There are several Is Shoop like a funky person? S C H O O P. I you know what? I've never met Shoop. <laughs> Brad, you crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, that was my Shoop sound effect. Yes. <laughs> we recorded it weeks ago. Um yeah, so it was a really nice visit. Got back super late Monday night. Yeah, and uh, took that Tuesday off work, and uh, hung out with my pastor Andrew uh, and his family the the following day on Tuesday afternoon. And you know we we're supposed to have like this deep spiritual conversation about how I argue. And no, it's not. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> and uh, you don't argue with anyone in your church, I'm sure. And instead, like we just hung out with, uh, like I hung out with him and and his his little girls. They're like you know six and two and six months. Yeah. And it was like so much fun. Yeah. Uh, to hang out with them and uh, read to them and be read to by them. So good stuff all around. Uh, coming back and then you know and then work resumed and uh, my level of happiness just decreased. I hear that logarithmically. Well, yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, for me, I, you know, the other stuff I have is basically that week I came back, I came back on the Sunday, the first, so the first week I went to Jersey, we came back, sorry, late Saturday night. Right. On that Monday, we had the comedy connection Christmas party. Yes, we did. Which was, it's our, it's our home comedy club in East Providence, Rhode Island, where we perform most of the time. Um, and we would have been doing our Christmas show if we didn't try to get a date, uh, too late after they were booked up. And man, I had a ton of fun at the Comedy Connection Christmas party. I did too. I was really on the fence about going. My feelings were a little hurt that I wasn't on the actual. Nah, I think Corey and Corey invite. and Dave, the owners, are uh, you know they're just they're just inviting people here and there willy nilly. They're not right. they're not wondering about they're not they're not putting the guest list up against a, a dartboard and picking out who they want. You know, they were like, yeah, we invited some people. Invite who we forgot. It says that. Yeah. In the event page. Yeah, and, and nobody. Nobody realized I was forgotten in this instance. Well, what's the what's the plan? Looking for the <laughs> look through the invite list. Yes. <laughs> See, but our pal Ray Harrington should have said, "I'm not going unless Brad's invited." Yeah, he just doesn't go to th- take that. a take a stand, Ray. Yeah, take a stand for Brad. Yep. Um, but we went. But yeah, we had we a lot went. of fun. Yeah, it was a great time. Uh, hung out with uh, with a lot of comics we like a lot. Oh yeah, a lot of good people, a lot of fun guys. Um, 
Yeah, it was. It was. It's weird because I thought I was like, oh, we'll have fun going to this. It was a hundred times more fun than I thought. Yeah, I'd, it, I'd agree. It was. A, it was a blast. It was next door at the Black Duck, which the owners Corey and Dave also own, and they put on a great party. They're super warm. They got a great food spread. Oh, it was awesome. It was just a great night. A very fun, happy people talking about stuff. So that was fun. I went to like a few Christmas parties that week. I went to the Motif Christmas party that week. Yes. Um, where uh, I talked to my. So it's funny, my, my assistant, Lauren, she uh, she helps me out with like booking and stuff because I'm overwhelmed with work. Right. And uh, she was like, hey, I want to work at Motif Magazine, the magazine I write for. She's like, can you help me get a job in sales there? And so I talked to the owner and I recommended her. And she's like, hey, Chuck, I wanted to text you. I got hired. I'm like, and I wanted to also let you know I'm not going to work for you as your assistant anymore because I got hired. And I'm like, oh, I wish you told me that before I gave a recommendation. <laughs> so I went to that and I, I, hung, I talked to her a little bit. Hung out with her, uh, our buddy Jenny Courier, yep. our buddy Katie Dow, yep. uh, you know, the editors, uh, Mike and Emily. And um, it was a good time. We had, we had a fun time, me and Gene. And I also went to the Staten's Landscaping Christmas Party, ah. which is my my dad's company that I work for one I day I wasn't a week. invited to that one either. <laughs> you could have come to that one. <laughs> and by the way, it was... Okay, so it, my, my girlfriend also works for Staten's Landscaping a couple days a week, and I work there one day a week. Um, and it's my dad and like his laboring guys, you know, as well as April who works in the office as well. Another, uh, you know, she's an estimator. So we all went to La Pinata in Warren, which is a Mexican restaurant, like right near my house. And uh, all the guys who are of Mexican descent. Is that right? Yeah, I think so. They all got the mocajete, which I haven't ordered. Okay. Um because La Pinata has a pretty big menu, so I haven't had everything on it yet. I've right. probably eaten there like six times since they opened a couple months ago. And what they got looked fucking delicious. I wanted to get it so bad. Um, so we'll have to go soon. I think you would like it too. Um, but we had a good time there too. Obviously, also went to the Tell Them Steve Dave Christmas podcast recording that week. So it felt like my week was like full of Christmas celebrations. Right. But it was like they were early because yeah. now I'm just working all the time. Right. To get ready for our show, to get ready for the Tell Them Steve Dave Christmas podcast. So it's not like I'm uh, I'm still celebrating Christmas, you know. I tried to text Lou and say, when can we watch this, the Die Hard and Home Alone uh, movies that made us special that came out on Netflix? And he said one day, then he took it back. And he never gave us another day. So now I'm like, what do we do? Are we going to watch it? I don't know what's going on. Do you know what's going on? Nope. All right. Well, anyway. Um, but yeah, so I did that. And, uh, you know, I, I, I tried to watch A Christmas Story again this year and fell asleep again. I never watched it. Um and uh, it was funny the other day. Gina and I were gonna go to a restaurant in Barrington called Table, Barrington, Rhode Island, and uh, it's it's uh, it's supposed to be wicked nice. The Instagram was really nice. All the pictures looked great. Food looked awesome. Menu looked great. Showed up. Did they tell you about this? Nope. So it's a new place I'm supposed to review, and Gina yes. was gonna take pictures from my article. Yeah. We go there. You know, I'm, I'm all excited. I did my hair. A lot of times, just people know people. I, a lot of days, I just have to edit. Uh, video and write the articles and record the podcast and edit the podcast and promote stuff online and push this and do that. And I'm basically just like, you know, I'm wearing like a sweater and sweatpants and, uh, you know, I have a grease stain on my, <laughs> my chin. And then like, you know, once every two weeks I shave and put my hair up and go out to the, to the world to like either perform or do whatever I have to do, like film stuff. Um, and uh, yeah, so we went there. All the lights are out. A call there. They're like, we want to thank everyone for coming out and supporting us. We're closed uh, at this location. Oh, wow. They don't have another location. They're like, we're going we're gonna to still do private parties and we're still going to do uh, catering. So I'm like, fuck. I'm like, we have, you know, with this whole plan. So me and Gina are trying to figure out what do we, where do we eat? 
um, and we settled. Have you ever gone to North End Pizzeria in Portsmouth with me? I have not, but I know where it is. I drove past it the other day. Yeah. So when I was a kid, uh, when I was in like eighth grade, um, I used to stay over my buddy Bowman's house in Portsmouth and we used to order pizza and wings from there and they make these awesome breaded wings. No sauce, just breaded. Okay. Um, and I was, and Gina's like, I want something like pizza or pasta. I was like, let's go there. We went there got the wings, got the pizza. It was great. Delicious. Nice. And then another night, Gina and I, and this is going to kind of close, start the close of the podcast. Uh, we went to a place called Ironworks in Warwick, Rhode Island. And I got to say, it was excellent. I, the food was great. The Brussels sprouts had such an alternative take. They were delicious. I got clam chowder there. One of the best clam chowders. One of my, my favorite clam chowders. Top top five places to go for clam chowder. Interesting. Right you, now that you, I know about. You were a, a chowder connoisseur. Yeah. And I'll say this. I went to a lot of places this summer and not a lot of them provided me with like new, really good chowder. Okay. It's hard, it's hard to find. But... um. Yeah, yeah, I I got your summer of chowder T-shirt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, why would I make that if I wasn't pleased? But um, yeah, it was all the places. It was like your tour. Yeah, of yeah. All, you were planning to go to these places. <laughs> That'd be so funny. Yeah. I'd love to make a summer of chowder of just the seafood restaurants I eat at <laughs> one day. That's fucking hilarious. Uh, I got some pork nachos. They were great. I got a short rib as my main course. It was awesome with roasted carrots and. It was just Gina got some uh, truffle fries. Everything was excellent. It was it was really really good, um, and uh, I was really uh, taken aback by how good it was. But that night, basically, you know, we've been going to Jersey. We've been spending time with Gina's family. Her sister's been hurt, so Gina's kind of been hanging out with her mom. And she went up to Worcester a couple times to see her sister. Um, we had to go to Jersey and back twice in a couple of days. Me and Gina haven't really had a lot of time to hang out alone. Right. So we said let's have like a date night and let's go to. Uh, dinner and a movie it's just like a regular night that's why i went to ironworks we had you know a gift certificate to the newport restaurant group which owns ironworks and uh we were like what is there to see and we were looking at the list and we're like oh knives out is out and we've wanted to see knives out for a while i think it came out right before thanksgiving that's correct yes um and it was directed by ryan johnson it's a murder mystery it's like a whodunit sorry written and directed by ryan johnson and by the way just so people know we're going to do a spoiler free review of this movie and then we're going to go into spoilers after fair warning. So we'll do spoiler free review. Then we'll warn you. So if you haven't seen it, you don't have to turn it off yet. We'll tell you when to turn it off so you don't get anything spoiled. But we promise we will not spoil it before we say turn it off now. Spoiler free. Um, <clears throat> Ryan Johnson directed Brick. Um, and, I, you know, I think he probably wrote it, I guess, too. I don't know. And he also did uh, Looper. Yes. Both movies, like I love Brick, really like Looper a lot. And he did Star Wars The Last Jedi, which I liked a lot. Yes. Um, he did this movie, which is like a whodunit. Um, but I knew going in that, that there was a little bit more than just a whodunit to it. You know, um, I knew it was kind of like a story uh, that was going to be like a take on a whodunit. Right. So, you know, the, the trail, honestly, the trailers sold me in general, even if I didn't know who was writing and director. I thought the trailers were great. Um and after it came out, it was just getting such good reviews that I was simply excited to see it. Gina wanted to see it, so we said, all right, let's go. Um, and like I said, no spoilers. Daniel Craig killed it. He was amazing as like this uh, deep southern uh, gentleman detective. Who played uh, the guy with the limp? Uh, Michael Shannon. He's awesome. Yeah. Uh, Chris Evans is awesome. The main girl that kind of you see the story through the eyes of yep. is awesome. 
The old guy's awesome. Everyone was so good in this movie. It was so great. It's pretty self-contained to this house. Right. It's about this family, and a murder happens, obviously, as you could tell in the trailer. And they're trying to figure out what the deal is. Um, and uh, they're dealing with like the inheritance of the guy that died. I just did not expect what it was, and I thought it was absolutely incredible. The, the credits started to roll, and I said, that might be my movie of the year to Gina. And she said, I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. Um, Excuse me. Oh, you know what? I have my cough button. Uh, I can still hear you through my microphone. Oh, I see. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, I just thought it was absolutely amazing. Like, A+. Plus. I thought it was extremely well-directed. Everything stylistically was great. The pacing was incredible. It continued to build in directions I didn't foresee. Right. Right? Yeah. Um, and I just thought it was absolutely incredible. How did you feel? I Because uh, you I, saw it a couple days later. I saw it a couple days later. And... Uh, I was going into it. I'm like, you know what? I'm I'm so angry at uh, Chuck for having a date night with Gina and not inviting me. <laughs> I'm prepared to dislike this movie just out of spite. <laughs> uh, fortunately, I came to my senses. Yes, and uh, enjoyed the movie thoroughly. Um, you know, Daniel Craig was so good. There are a couple lines in this movie, uh, not you know, written as a comedy. Couple lines that really just cracked me up, and it's not like I was seeing it in a theater full of people who were also laughing. Like right. this was just me reacting. Right. Uh, a couple lines that that took me off guard, and you know, and they're they're little subtle lines that uh, that just did it for me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Kind of uh, just in, enjoyed the journey throughout the entire story, and uh, you know, Tony Collette, Don Johnson, Jamie Lee Curtis. But man, the the main girl whose name I don't know. Yeah, I don't know her either. Um, and I would look it up, but I also broke up with IMDb, and uh, <laughs> yeah, she was great. And uh, really, just uh, all in all, really, really well done movie. Yeah, it was. And, uh, it was incredible. It's, it's hard. It's hard to say much about it without spoiling it. Right. Right. So I don't, that's why I'm not getting too much deeper into it. Uh, but yeah, I was I was taken aback by how much I liked it. I was taken aback by how much I enjoyed the story. It's taken aback by every next step. Um, and uh, Gina and I both were pretty much over the moon about it um, going home. And it's, I was like, we had such a good meal. I remember turning to her. Gina's like right around the corner. What are you doing right now? She's dancing a little bit. I'm just showing off my Showing them off to who? Me or you? Me or Brad? You. All right. Um, but oh, nice uh, socks. but uh, we were like, man, we had a great meal out to dinner and we saw a great movie. Like how often does it both of those things end up being awesome? Right. Thank you, Gina, for pressing that applause button. Um, but yeah, we loved it. We thought we were we thought it was awesome. We were over the moon about it, and uh, it was just a great a great night of experiences. Yeah. What do you think, Gene? I thought it was great. I really did. It was a great movie, and kept my attention. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a, that's quite the compliment. Gina Gina is a real pain in the ass when it comes to trying to get her to pay attention to things. But if you get her in a dark room with a bag of popcorn, she'll keep her eyes forward. That's true. <laughs> uh, I don't know if that makes sense. Do you know what sound that was? What? It was the womp 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 womp. <laughs> oh boy. Uh, so, so yeah, I think that's it for our spoiler free review. We really yeah. can't say that much more without spoiling it. So if you have not seen Knives Out, you can turn it off now if you don't want to get it spoiled. If you want to hear our thoughts on it in depth, continue to listen. This is your chance. Turn it off. Give us a sec. Nice. You can do them all at once, too. Like you okay, you can stop. You can stop pressing them. You don't need to keep... You can stop. People have turned... Believe me, people have tuned out. 
<laughs> so now that was whenever you hear that orgy of sounds <laughs> tune out if you don't want to hear spoilers <laughs> um but uh yeah so spoilers for knives out i knew it was a twist on the genre right and essentially what i would call it is like uh i don't know like it, it's a whodunit but then right away you kind of find out who, who did it yeah. and how it was an accident right um then you know it comes out that you find out that the maid did it and she's just a very good super nice good uh, appreciative young girl right and then you find the next day you she find was, out she was a nurse not a maid oh sorry she was yeah. a nurse and uh she was like his caretaker and then you find out the next day that when they do the will reading that basically this old rich rich guy who is kind of the equivalent of he's like he's like a huge huge author right. that has never had his books uh, made into movies or television shows um you find out that he decided to cut his entire family out of the will who was there um, for his birthday. And they they all find out that he left his entire fortune of like, you know, $60 million in the house to this caretaker. Right. And so now you're in even deeper because if she gets found out, she loses so much. Right. Um, and the whodunit is this, I think. And tell me if you agree with me. So... Daniel Craig is there to investigate the murder to make sure there's no foul play because right. it appeared as a suicide. Um, and, you know, what happened was... It, well, I'll, th- I'll get to that in a little bit because if, if someone's listening to this, they probably saw the movie. I hope but, so. But basically, she had two vials that were identical and she's supposed to give him some of the... Vial A, let's say. Yep. And she gave him some of vial B by accident, which was... Um, morphine. Morphine. And she gave him, I think, 33 times the... Yeah, she, she was supposed to give him thir- three milligrams of morphine and 100 milligrams of the other thing, but she did it backwards and she gave him 100 milligrams of morphine and she's like, you're going to die in 10 minutes. And she went to call the police and he stopped her from calling the police and then uh, killed himself to make it appear as a suicide. And he said, here's what you have to do. You have to go outside, go park your car, you know, park out of the views of the camera, sneak back in this way climb up the lattice, come in this secret window, dress up as me, go downstairs so everyone sees you alive at this point or whatever. After I've left, you know, after after you've appeared to leave, right. people will appear to see me walking in the house. And uh, she did all that to cover it up. And then someone hired this private investigator, Daniel Craig, to come investigate this suicide to see if he, if there was any foul play. But he doesn't know who hired him. He just got the envelope of money and instructions to go do this. Right. So the real who done it is who hired him. Right. Because everything revolves around that. Yes. So going in the movie, what did you think as you were watching it? Cuz cuz you read a lot more books that are probably closer to mysteries right. than I do. Um yeah, probably. Yeah. I uh yeah, so so it starts out and uh, they're interviewing each of the family members and you get a sense of kind of who they are yeah. as characters and there's a little background. And, uh, you know, really well shot yes. and, and well scripted in terms of uh, like bouncing back and forth between the characters. And this character said that. And then the, another character reacts to being told that they said that. Yes. And right, right, right. Daniel Craig kind of, you know, uh, has some affectations. He uh, hits a key on the piano when he wants him to ask a certain question. He flips a coin at one point. Yeah. And uh, and then, you know, and, and so we get an idea of, of who everyone is. Right. And then the maid uh who you know has has been previously introduced and and uh she 
runs into them on the veranda or they, they, she's listening at a window and they call her outside and we learn caretaker. Yes. <laughs> you called her and me just now. <laughs> um, oh yeah. We learned that she has this thing where she can't lie right. or she has this like she, physical reaction where she throws up. Yeah. And, uh, and I'm like, Oh, that's such a unique yeah. and like, Did you fun, like that? fun way. Yeah, absolutely. I loved it. Of, uh, <clears throat> of determining kind of the truth as, as we see it. And you know, that's a, a plot element, not only to like for the for the future, but you learn that like her employer knew about it in the past. And yes, she's like, oh, if they ask me what happened up here, I can't lie. And he's like, no, you can tell the truth just in small segments. Yes. And uh, so that's an interesting way of getting around it. It's basically yeah. like, you know, they never say, did you kill him? Right. Like, it, they it, say it, like, what happened that night or or, you know, you know, why did you go downstairs or right. why did this happen or whatever? And so. She's able, and it, you know, the the tension is with the audience when she's able to be, she's interviewed and she's able to kind of skirt the truth where she, know, you know, if this guy asks her a direct question about, you know, how he died or something like that, then she's going to have to tell the truth because otherwise she's going to throw up. Right. So that's part of it. Then he trusts her right away. Yep. And he kind of says like, you're going to be my like Watson yep. and we're going to solve this and you're going to help me out, which puts it in even more of a tense situation. Right. Then they, un- uh, you know, they reveal, you kind of get pictures of the the family is shitty a yes. little bit. Yeah. And then the next day they reveal that, uh, that the, all, you know, all the money is being left to her and all that stuff. And uh, th- so the stakes are higher. Right. Now they're going against her and now they're, you know, they're mad at her and you realize that this could really get ugly as opposed to being this understandable mistake in some way right. or whatever it's going to happen. Well, it, it, it's told that... Uh Due to due to laws, you know, if she is found if obviously guilty of the murder, she's not eligible for the for the inheritance. And if she is like negligible and is sued in civil court for, uh, uh, you know, causing this death, even if it isn't murder, yeah. then she's still not eligible for the inheritance. So yeah. it's it's these tens of millions of dollars. Right. And uh, and then, you know, we learned that her mother is in the country illegally. Yep. And she's like, oh, if this goes public, like my mother's going to be arrested and deported. And uh, that is not a thing we as the audience want to see happen. You know, she has a good relationship with her mom and, and so on and so forth. So, um, you know, I thought the scenes with the mom were really good uh, in, in terms of establishing like, hey, this is a loving family and this is a, a great juxtaposition with you know, the, for lack of a better term, the knives out family, uh, they, they aren't at each other's throats. They, they care about one another and, and they want, uh, good things for one another, uh, as opposed to the knives out family who are, are all kind of greedy and they're all leeching off the family in, in different ways. And Tony Collette's character is double dipping on her daughter's tuition. And, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Shannon wants the, the publishing empire to be his own. Uh, Chris Evans is just kind of, uh, you know, he's just living off an allowance and, and, not doing much and he's you know not really captain america in this instance you want to hear a weird thing that i thought was one of the only things in the movie that i thought was a strange uh element yes michael shannon before the set the uh the will is read he takes the caretaker aside after she's killed the guy and no one knows about it right and he says to her i want you to know that the family and i talked about it and after you know the, the inheritance is read we are all going to take care of you. Right. Isn't that a weird it character was, it, element? It was why, why did they put that in? Um, I don't know. Um, I think in the moment, 
it served as a thing to make the tensions higher and make her feel worse. Yes. But overall, for their characters, it doesn't really make a lot of sense for who they are. Well, I think part of it is, you know, the idea of, of what um, I, I, I think it makes his later threat about her mom, like revealing her mom. Uh, Shittier? Yeah. Like it, it makes it hit harder. That, makes it feel that, like it was hollow. That he was so disingenuous. And the idea of like, you know, kind of what they think of, oh, what does she need? What, how, how are we going to take care of her? is probably a pittance mm. uh, compared to, you know, number one, what she actually needs, and number two, what they have. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, there's, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of socioeconomic uh, discussion yep. and commentary in the movie, and I thought it was good. I thought it was really good. Yeah. I thought it wasn't crazy over the top, and I thought it was uh, telling of the family and, like, fun right. in, terms, in terms of building the world and making it seem like it takes place now. Right. Um, and what happens is, you know... A lot of stuff happens in terms of uh, them coming across evidence where it's the VHS tape of her not driving far enough away. So they would have found it from that. And she steals a magnet to erase the VHS tape when she's supposed to be in charge of it. Right. Um, then she's trying to cover up her tracks in the mud. And what happens is, you know, they kind of go throughout this thing and it kind of this whole movie takes like a left turn when. She realizes that they might know. She meets up with Captain America, a.k.a. Chris Evans, a.k.a. Yep. I don't know his character's name. Ransom. In fact, Ransom. Hugh Ransom Drysdale. Yes. And they meet up with him. At She meets up with him and she tells him what happened, which I was like, I couldn't believe it when she told him what happened. Did you feel the same way? Yeah. He uh, and, and he, you know, led her into it. He, he fed her a bunch of food and then asked her direct questions and she told him. Right. Um, so she told him everything. And then... Uh, he said, you're going to, you know, we're going to make sure you get your inheritance and you're going to give me this certain amount of it. Right. And she's like, I'm, he's like, I'm going to help you. I'm going to be here for you, whatever. And what happens is basically, does she get, like, like pretty soon after that, she gets blackmailed. It, ha- it shows the toxicology reports and says, I know what you did or something like that. Yeah. Um, and eventually, and it's, I think it says to meet someone in a certain place at like 10 a.m. Yeah. Um, and without getting into everything... She starts a car chase with the with Daniel Craig, which surprised me completely. Were you? Were you? Did you? It was a left turn. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. It, so that, to me, uh, it was like left turn when she told Ransom. Yeah. Left turn when she got into the car chase. She goes inside. She sees this. She goes to the meeting with the blackmailer. It's and it's this actual maid, and the woman is dying, and she's like, uh, "You did this or something like right. that," and uh, you know. The caretaker calls nine one one, and I'm like, "This is crazy. What's going to happen?" Like, right. I was like, "They're digging themselves into a hole where like she's just going to get caught. That's all there is." Right. And in my head at that time, when I was watching it, my brain was like, "How could she get out of this?" You know what I came up with? That. She may have pumped him full of the morphine, but then he killed himself before it actually hurt him. Right. Did you think about that? Um. Yeah. Yeah, I did because if, I was if, like, I was like, oh, he, like he clearly, but but is it? Like, can that be proven? Uh, or are well, you, no, or, it doesn't, or I'll, I'll say, or it doesn't could, have to be proven. Well, no, could the family say he, he slit his throat and it was the blood was everywhere? Could the family say, oh, he was under the influence of morphine, which is her fault? Uh, he wouldn't have done this if he hadn't been right overdosed. Yeah, yeah. So I was like, are they going to? And I was thinking in my head, I'm like, if they get off because they're like, and actually he killed himself. So even though she did this, she's not guilty. I'd be like, that'd be a really weak ending. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So. I was uh, confused, and um, th- then they were going through it. And eventually what gets revealed is that 
and this is crazy because I thought about this too. Me and Gina both thought, did the guy switch the two medicines so that she would kill him for some reason? Right. And that went through my head. I'm like, that doesn't make any sense. He'd have to count on her accidentally switching them. And what the ending actually was, was that Ransom, Chris Evans, switched the medicines. Right. Um, and which means she, when she accidentally gave him the morphine, right. it was the right medicine yep. and she wasn't hurting him at all. Right. And I thought this was a great moment that I think is going to go over a lot of people's heads. No one's going to remember this. She instinctively did it because it was heavier than the other one because right. of the liquid difference. Yep. And I thought that that was awesome. And I totally bought that mix up because yeah. of it. Oh, absolutely. So when they said that, I was like, oh, dicks. <laughs> but then they went through the whole thing about how he came back to the house to switch the medicine. Yep. And he didn't go to the funeral because he was up home, at, back at home checking the medicine bag, which no one could find. Um, he was covering up his tracks in the mud by walking along the wall. All the different stuff about how he came back and he's the one that did this. Then uh, she gets the call from the hospital in, in this conversation. Right. And it's like, oh, that girl, she's going to be fine. The girl, they, you find out that the blackmailing girl, Chris Evans, actually went there right before she did. And he pumped her full of morphine. Yeah. And she didn't say you did this. She said Hugh did this because right. that's Chris Evans' real name. It's, you know, Hugh Ransom or whatever. And uh, she gets, you know, the caretaker gets a phone call and he goes, that was the hospital. They said the girl's fine. And uh, they're like, well, we're taking him in because he did this thing. You know, the police are arresting him. And then... And Chris Evans is like, oh, it's just attempted murder. I'm going to be out. Who cares? I'm going to be fine. Yeah. And then you find out that the girl lied just to get him to admit it. Right. And the girl, the, you know, the caretaker lied and the hospital actually called and said the girl had died. Yeah. And she, you know, the, the caretaker throws up all over Chris Evans. And she, and she throws up all over him. Yep. Because she, she lied for a second. And Chris Evans now has, commit, has uh, admitted to murder. Then he takes a knife from this big chair full of knives that is in the room. And he goes to kill her and stab her. Yep. And as they were falling, I said, that's going to be the trick knife from the beginning. Yep. Because the guy was playing with the trick knife. You figured that too? Uh, no, I didn't. I, I saw the, uh, yeah, the, he was like, oh, you don't know a, a, uh, a staged knife, whatever. Yeah. It's basically, they established the idea of trick knives. And I, it may have been Ransom they were talking about doesn't know the difference between a real knife and a stage knife. Yeah. Something like that. Did you realize when he was stabbing yes. her? That oh, absolutely. Fake? 100%. I, I wish I remembered what the context of that original knife was, because I remembered it, but I didn't remember what he said about it. Yeah, he was, he was, he, I, he said someone, I think it was Ransom, uh, isn't smart enough to know the difference. Like he was, he was griping about his, mm -hmm. his grandkids. So it may have been in the conversation where they reveal, uh, with like when the detectives are talking with her, where it's like establishing the caretaker's relationship with. Uh, the old author mm -hmm. of of like friends and confidants, and he'd say things like, "Oh, you know, I can't believe my I can't believe Don Johnson is having an affair on Jamie Lee Curtis or, mm. or whatever." Mm. And so establishing that she knew a lot of the family secrets. I see. And so I think it was it was in that conversation. I see. Um, and then of course it's a stage knife, and so he doesn't hurt her, and they take him away, and it ends. And you saw the did you see the coffee mug? Yes. My house, my rules. My coffee. Yeah. Which is how this does the opening shot yes, is the is. coffee mug that says my house, my rules. Yep. And at the end, she's drinking from it right. in the balcony of the house. And the whole family is looking up at her. And, and, and Don Johnson has a black eye because Jamie Lee Curtis has learned of the affair. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Yeah. Really? Yep. But she's holding the, the thing, the paper. Yeah, she she learned it. And then, you know, they, they watch uh, the car. They, they watch Ransom be driven away. And then, like, Don Johnson turns around and you can see he's been punched in the eye. Oh. Yeah. I had another question. Yes. 
that paper appeared to be blank and she held an, a, a thing and, under it and, and, it turned. and, she, and she had talked uh, throughout the movie about like oh playing dad's games on dad's rules and one of the games was oh. writing her notes in disappearing ink that she needed to apply heat to oh she wouldn't did, it, did it actually say the note part what do you mean did it say the disappearing ink thing oh no they they showed like she had a collection of notes uh, that she was looking through at one point and Don Johnson came up behind her and she made a comment about dad's games and, and that was her oh. comment at the beginning was playing games with dad yes I remember that yeah okay and so the, that was the, the game that we didn't know yet yeah that was the game right. that yeah was was a, a note in disappearing ink that you have to play heat to which I'm like oh you write it in lemon juice and I'm like how do I know that so I'm like I did I learn that from Muppet Babies like <laughs> I learned it as a child so the credits start to roll and I'm like that was so satisfying I thought every beat was so good did you feel the same way yeah no absolutely I agree I loved it and then I was like I wonder if there's a post credit scene look it up it said there's no post credit scene, but there's a noise. Right. And I was like, to Gina, I bet I know what the noise is. And she said, what is it? And I said, you try to guess. She tried to guess, tried to guess. I'm like, nope, I know what it is. I, I didn't say nope. I said, well, I, I know what I think it is. She's like, what do you think it is? I said, I think it's the dogs barking because they only bark at ransom. And yeah. that's what it was. Right. Um, and uh, yeah, honestly, it's weird because like I was thinking about Can it. Can I and tell you what I thought it was going to be? Because you told me there was a sound. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, I was like, would it? Would it? Uh, I'm like, would it derail everything if they have the sound of her throwing up as though this whole thing was just a lie that she like played everyone? Mm. Um, and then I looked it up, and it's like you can hear dogs barking. I'm like, oh, okay, it was not her vomiting. She did not make this whole thing up. She is genuinely a good person. Yeah, and they also don't show it through only her eyes, really. Right. Um, but uh, yeah. So. I was like, oh, is it my movie of the year? And it's so hard because Endgame, yeah. Avengers Endgame is is a movie that's concluding 11 years of film. Right. And they accomplished it so well and so thoroughly. And it was such a fun theater experience. It's just, uh, I don't know. I was just so blown away by it. I'm like, I almost feel like I can't really compare the two. Right. In terms of a standalone, new, enthralling movie. That's like that's like a probably like not you know in terms of production not a high budget movie right it takes place mostly in one location versus like a movie that's a the twenty third movie in a series that concludes this big story, um, but Knives Out was so good that it was like I gotta say I don't know if I there, I don't like many movies as much as I like this movie it's gonna be less than ten there's less than five to ten percent of the movies I see I like as much as oh, this yeah. movie absolutely incredible one of the best movies I've seen in a decade I'd say. Wow. It was High so praise. good. It was so good. So I say, you know, if you haven't seen it, I'm surprised you listened to this, but go see it. <laughs> um, and I honestly can't wait to see it again. Yeah, I'm with you. Can't yeah, like, wait to see like it again. Knowing what's going to happen and uh, and then being able to see like, oh, that set up that that, that sets up something that comes later. Yeah. Oh, OK. Yeah. yeah. I want to go through it again, kind of with a fine tooth comb and really look at it uh, and see if I miss anything else. Yeah. But yeah, it was absolutely incredible. I loved it. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Oh, it was great. Hey, man, that's pretty much it. All right, folks out there, if you have questions, comments, concerns, or otherwise, please send us an email, chuckandbrad at gmail.com, or find the email link through chuckandbradpodcast.com. Thank you all so much for listening. Yeah. That's all I've got. That's all I got. Deuces. Do you have an outro song queued up? Or? Oh, I do, actually. Hold on. Let me see. Here we go. All right. Uh, here we go. Deuces.